One of the most exciting partnerships in the wrestling world today would have to be Jake the Snake Roberts and the Python, Damien. I recall during the last Saturday night's main event, it was you and the DDT that did it, Ricky Steamboat. You must remember it better than Ricky Steamboat. You know, some people tell me that he's not afraid of Damien and I. Well, let me tell you something, Steamboat. It's more shameful to deny fear than it is to run from danger. You're stepping where no man has stepped before. Wait a minute, ease up with that snake, please. You're a sick man, Robert. Oh, that's true, I am. At least you know that. Welcome, everybody, to the Wrestling House Show. Thank you very much for joining us today. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. All right, it's time for another mini-review of yet another Saturday night's main event. Yes. So this one takes place after the big event. Yes. And so the two main feuds that are going on in the company right now mm. are Hulk Hogan and Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper and Adrian Adonis. Yes. And that was the big to-do on the show. Right, because this is, like we noticed, there was a big gap between the last main event. Like, uh, the previous one was in May, uh, and this one was October 4th, 1986, is when this one aired. Saturday night's main event. The event took place at Cleveland, Ohio, at the Richfield Coliseum. Yeah. And we've got Jesse Ventura back on the call with Vince McMahon, Howard Finkel in the ring, and Mean Gene doing all the interview stuff at the back. Yes. Like, and premature. Back and forth. And, of course, on premature cutoff that he's been doing for the last few yeah. years. Like, he didn't you know, do it so bad in this show. A well, little no, bit here and there. Yeah, nothing's WrestleMania 1 bad. Right, yeah. <laughs> like, that one's just, like, getting it out. Yeah, yeah. I'm enough of a nerd that I want to say, and w- without Googling or wikiing or anything like that, that that is the same arena that Survivor Series 88 took place in. Okay. So, if I'm wrong, I will correct that on the Survivor Series 88 show. All right coming soon i'm sure people are googling right now just to double check on you sure. so they can send you comments saying that you're wrong yeah but i believe i am right <laughs> i'll believe you all right or it's the first one who knows but i'm gonna go with 88 <laughs> for now but let's get to the actual show shall we <laughs> right yeah so getting started right away we've got little mini interview segments but we're gonna revisit all of them throughout the show so i'm not gonna talk about them of right course. now yeah, yeah. Um, the intro video and then so the first thing that we really see as the show starts is mean gene in the back talking with piper about his injury so piper is he's, looking unhappy to say the least and he's leaning back he's got a he's got a crutch and he's He's not a happy guy. Yeah, he's an unhealthy scratch tonight. Yeah. Mentally and physically. Yeah. <laughs> so, he's supposed to wrestle the Iron Sheik, and they're saying the doctor hasn't cleared him, so right. that match is not going to take place. There will be a last-minute substitute for the Iron Sheik, but that match doesn't take place right now. Right. It's later on. We get more interview segments out of the way. Hogan talks about Paul Orndorff and makes a lot of analogies. He compares him to a car at one point and also a dog at one point. So yeah. he's a little all over the place, but well, it's not the worst Hogan interview I've ever seen. It's one of my favorites, actually. You think so? I think the best one is the Apocalypse one right. from one of the manias. Like about... Yeah, when like the, the <laughs> ground splits and the oceans and what. I don't yeah. even remember everything that he said. Yeah, and I swear Donald Trump's involved in that because it's either Mania 4 or 5. Oh, yeah. But. <laughs> He's like, grab a hold of his arm and he'll dog paddle. Yeah. That, that one. That yeah. one kills me. That, okay. That's the best like, one. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but anyway, back to 1986. <laughs> and then the final interview segment before the first match is, of course, uh, Mr. Well, as his trunks say, Mr. Number Wonderful. 
uh, <laughs> with uh, his new manager, or at least new for Saturday Night's main event, uh, Bobby Heenan. Yeah, Aries in turn. I saw, thanks to the WWE Network, mm. that, that is a free show right there, but going through the primetime feed and figuring out why Paul Orndorff turned on Hogan. Yeah. And from what I can tell, it's literally just the fact that they played phone tag. Oh, he wouldn't return his messages, so yeah. he got mad at him? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> phone tag, and I guess he had called the gym one day, yeah. and I'm guessing just hypothetically Bobby Heenan picked up the phone instead of Hulk right. Hogan. So they started talking, and then things happened. Wow. So like the modern equivalent of that would be like, Hogan didn't answer Orndorff's text within like 10 minutes, and he got pissed and like started texting him all the time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That would be the thing. Pretty much, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, that's... It's pretty petty. Kind of silly. Yeah, yeah, totally. But it does lead to a title match, so something worked out for Orndorff, I guess. Yeah, he finally got into the title hunt after being the curtain jerker at Mania 2. Right. He's back on the ball. You got everything going for yourself. You, you jumped the most popular guy in the world. You took on the greatest heel manager in the world. Mm. You have an okay arsenal. Yeah, yeah. So, you got the Vince McMahon WWF machine behind you, right? So, is it too big to fail? Uh, yeah. Well, I think there are no guarantees, <laughs> right? The more you build something up, especially these days, the more you build something up, the more it's likely to fail. It's, I think fans will turn their back. Yeah, but, like even this kayfabe, it, the crowd's yeah. loud as hell all the time, whether he, it's piped or not. But. Even in this time, it's ultimately up to the guy and his personality and his ability to get that personality over. You can put all the paint and bells and whistles and everything you want on the guy, and if he can't carry it, then it's not going to work. Yeah, I, and I don't think Orndorff did. If you're new to this show, I've definitely always been hard on Orndorff, but yeah, I just in retrospect, it, it's not. He doesn't. It's nothing that I really care to watch again. Yeah. Like if I see him on the card now after I watch these, I'm probably gonna fast forward. Right. So. And this match. So the first match on the show was a <laughs> WWF title match. Hulk Hogan is the champ, of course, and he was defending against Paul Orndorff with Bobby Heenan. Paul and they both came to the ring to the same music, the Hogan music. Yeah, he was doing that at the time. I think yeah. the first time he did it was at the Garden, and he got a he got a yeah. big reaction. That was the, probably the best reaction he ever got yeah. in his entire career. But first time I'm sure it works great, but then every time after that you're like, yeah, okay, uh, yeah. What else you got? <laughs> I think a lot. It still probably just confuses a lot of fans. They yeah. think the sound guy fucked up, right? Know, so, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So Bobby Heenan really helped out a lot in all the great heel shenanigans. Yeah. And you know it was a power wrestler match on both ends. Yeah. A lot of brawling, a couple of body slams. Hogan was know. doing some all right stuff. Yeah, like he was, was he was very mobile. Yeah. 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 But it was still kind of a typical Hogan match, so he got beat down and he sure. makes the, the he hulks up at one point. But it was still it wasn't it wasn't terrible. It wasn't bad. It's it's one of those interesting matches where Hulk Hogan is the better wrestler of the two in the ring. <laughs> yeah, I gotta say it. Yeah. So that being said, if you want to see something like that, then this is a match that might have some intrigue for you. That's about right. it. That's about all I, all I could say about this match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was fine. I didn't I didn't mind it. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'm not going to go back and watch it again. Yeah. But I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, mind it. it wasn't offensive. <laughs> right. Um, but after that match, uh, so some shenanigans happened after the match as well. Uh, someone's a large person in a, a dress yeah. uh, starts to climb over the barricade, and Jesse Ventura is like. 
Like there's a there's a woman trying to get into the ring. There's a fat there's a woman. fat woman trying to get into the ring. <laughs> yeah. And then Hogan takes a swing at this person and like the call of the night is Hogan just punched a fat old woman yeah. by Jesse. He just screamed that into the mic. To mm. unravel that mystery, tune yeah. into the episode. But I think you could probably put two and two together and figure right. out who that quote unquote fat woman is. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> and, and Jesse would not be convinced otherwise. No, not for a while. <laughs> yeah. It took it took a minute. It's almost like it's almost like uh, Mr. America or something like that. You right. know, like, yeah, we we know. Yeah. Did you really have to peek the mask for us to really? You know, was, anyway, yeah. But yeah, so there's a big kerfuffle with uh, Piper comes out. He hobbles to the ring with his one crutch. I was trying to say cane with his crutch, and so stuff happens, and that leads to stuff later on in the night. But we get a couple more interview segments. Mean Gene joins uh, Jake the Snake Roberts in the shower. Yeah, with Damien. That's so, a famous interview. Yeah, and Roberts is awesome in it. You yeah. Know? So I, I'm trying to think. Can you think of anybody else? I mean, I got the Roddy Piper box set, yeah. and it's got the bonus disc with all the Piper's Pit segments on there. So maybe Roddy aside, but I think the only other wrestler in the entire world that I would buy a DVD of just their promos would be Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah. I can't think of any off the top of my head, really. Yeah. Like, and they're so different. Like, Piper's would be put in the comedy section. Sure. And, like, zany comedy section, and Roberts would be in the thriller section, probably. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, and that that's that's almost redundant to say at this point, but he's one of the all-time greats. Oh, and, yeah. And great in the ring, smooth as hell. And he's going to wrestle arguably one of the best good guys ever, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Oh, yeah, so that's definitely. a great contrast. Yeah, consummate good guy. Uh, yeah. in and around the ring but he's so brief interview segment with him he's got a dragon but it's a little baby crocodile yeah. I mean, I've seen we've seen Komodo dragons yeah. at the zoo and right. that's not a Komodo dragon it's yeah. a baby crocodile but it's it's fine it's a it's a thing with scales you call it a dragon it's fine it works yeah. I think there's a red fox joke about yeah. that where a guy brings an alligator into a bar exactly. so Maybe I'll put it in as a ghost train yeah. or something. So well, Yokozuna wasn't Japanese, so he didn't <laughs> yeah. sell anything. Yeah, wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, like, and then how how many horse tranquilizers is this crocodile on? I right. mean, it's it's just it's everything. It's it's basically stuffed. Yeah. I mean, at this right. point, and they have its mouth tied too. Yeah. Well, so. well, not when it's in the ring. Uh, don't they? No, no they don't. It's I only in the, don't. Interview yeah, segment. in the interview segment. Yeah. So, I guess what they did was they got it to the arena. And then they put the pills in its mouth, then taped it up, so he had to swallow the pills. (laughs) And then by the time it's ready to bring him out, you know, in in front of the crowd, there's no need for the tape because he's halfway dead already. So, I don't know. Is that morbid? I don't know. No, it's fine. Yeah, so. (laughs) It's better than putting the peanut butter on Mr. Ed's gums, you know. (laughs) Right. (laughs) The next matchup is the second match on the card. It is a snake pit match, which I don't know what that means, but it is called a snake pit match. It is Jake Snake Roberts versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And I guess it's just because they both have their animals at ringside. And yeah. at one point, they do both go for the animals at the same time. Yeah. And they we, get brought out, of course. But there's no, there's no like, they didn't explain any kind of stipulation. Like, yeah. Like, that annoys me. Yeah. Number one, we determined that it was really just loser gets the animal draped over them. Yeah. That they do anyway. And the, the letdown is. They didn't actually wrestle in a snake pit. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible for wrestling, but they didn't commit to the actual name of the match. Right, itself, exactly. You know, so that right. would happen in FMW. Yeah, right. <laughs> so. it's, it's overselling and underperforming, I think, yeah. is, is 
the motif here. Yeah. And we're picking on this match that we actually liked. Yeah, it's a good match. <laughs> so, I'm just yeah. kind of making a joke about it because yeah. I, I don't like the silly stipulations and this match didn't need something like that. Well, it's not stupid European rules. Right. It's not trash <laughs> European rules. We'll, we'll get, get to, to that, that later. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing that makes this match worth watching is that it's an actual match this time. Unlike the previous Saturday Night's main event, yeah. this match got off the ground right. and it was competitive. Yeah, it was, it was a good match. And a rematch from the big event, so tune back into that episode. Right. But I don't think they've completely paid the feud off. They're still going to chase each other for a little bit, but it's it's not going to be much longer, this feud. And I don't know if he's like hurt or not, because he wasn't on the previous Saturday Night's main event, and he wasn't on this one, but Macho Man's got to start showing up yeah. on a consistent basis at some point. I know he's around. I know he's there at this point, but yeah. it's like, where is he? He's... We've got to start this steamboat feud already, right? right. And, you know, so maybe you'll be on the next one, I guess. Yeah, because so. they've got just like what four months or so before WrestleMania. Yeah, he's still got to take him out. He hasn't taken him yeah. out yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess it's going to be at the end of '86. Maybe it happens right after this. I don't know. Yeah, but good match. We'll find out, and you will too as you listen along. Absolutely. But uh, so in between, of course, there's a couple more interview segments. Hogan had apparently just finished his shower, so. <laughs> Still has his towel on, lovely. Yeah, still has his towel on. And moving on, we had uh, earlier today. Jesse Ventura asked uh, the Iron Sheik and Slick as his new manager. Yes, um, different from the last uh, main event. Asks him about the match tonight because Iron Sheik, as we said, is supposed to face Piper, but we they don't know who Sheik is going to face tonight because yeah. Piper uh, yeah. is not going to be able to compete. Yeah, but Slick had a good attitude there, you know, which yeah. is kind of uncharacteristic of a heel manager. He's right. probably been like. That's not fair. My guy didn't have a chance to prepare. Right. But he's like, hey, man, just roll with the punches. Yeah. And if we didn't do that, then we wouldn't be in pro wrestling. You right. know, like, he was just kind of cool about it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And, you know, so, and I'd have been a little confident rolling up if I was the Sheik at this point because once he gets to the ring, yeah. you got Pedro Morales in there. And all due respect to Pedro, but Pedro didn't happen in 86. Right. The Sheik still has a, a little bit of gas in the tank. So, this is going to be a rollover. Right. But actually, but yeah, let's get into let's get into it because it's uh, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler. I mean, they they planned the seed here. Yeah. Roddy Piper shows up. Yeah, Piper comes back to the ring because he, he's all over this show. Like he's in a ton of segments on this <laughs> yeah. show. Yeah, and so he basically just gets to the ring and is like Pedro, like hit the bricks, like, yeah. get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so Pedro, I think this might be his only Saturday Night's main event appearance for my memory at least. Yeah. And he doesn't even get to wrestle. Right. <laughs> you see his back. Yeah. And that's the, you see his back and his you, jacket. You see his face as he turns to leave, and that's yeah. it. Yeah. It literally could have been a stand-in. I don't right. know. So. It could have been. It was him. I saw <laughs> Okay. <Yeah. laughs> he is the first ever world and intercontinental champion in the company history. So, once again, all due respect, yeah. he is a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. There's but, all Hall of Famers in this segment. All right. <laughs> but don't expect much from this match because Piper is still selling that injury pretty hard. Yeah. So. Intrigue. Tune yeah. in. All right. <laughs> it's not too much of your time, that's for sure. Right, exactly. Uh, and then, so we're building up to the last couple matches on the show. Mean Gene is back in the back again with uh, Johnny V and talking to his tag team of Brutus the Barber Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine. And the dream team. Yeah, the dream team. And they're still angry about WrestleMania too. <laughs> like the last Saturday Night's main event, it was really like that had just happened, yeah, WrestleMania. And so there was a lot of video clips from Wrestlemania 2 but they showed that tag team title match again because it was the Dream Team versus the Bulldogs in that yeah. match that we keep talking about because of the, the finish that yeah. is super memorable of yeah. Dynamite Kid getting the headbutt falling to the floor. The thing that's weird about this though is that I can almost swear 
that I'm using a lot of hypothetical in the show, but I can almost swear that the Dream Team actually did beat the British Bulldogs on television in a non-title match between now and then. Yeah. So for the intrigue, why not show that footage instead? That I don't understand. I'm almost positive that happened, or at least there were yeah. some singles matches where the Dream Team won. Maybe, but people remember the WrestleMania one more, maybe? Yeah, but I, mean, I think the intrigue's more there for the Dream Team that they are a threat if they show things like that. But yeah. That's just me. Well, they were complaining that they got cheated in that match, specifically. So sure. That was that was their argument, anyway. Well, that was Johnny B's argument, anyway. Yeah, and apparently the refs are not fans of the Dream Team. So yeah. that's, uh, <laughs> that's something that will come into play during this two out of three falls quote-unquote European trash rules, as Jesse Ventura says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesse has a big problem with two out of three falls wrestling. Right. <laughs> so he thinks that the Bulldogs just invented it for some well, reason. he didn't have a problem until a certain point in the match, and then it was a problem for oh, him. Well, of course. It's, so, yeah. It, it, the argument is what suits him. But right, exactly. he's no different than Monsoon. You know, yeah. So. Hey, uh, no, I know. I'm not I'm not defending him. I'm just saying. Uh, it wasn't. He didn't go into the match saying... It wasn't even like he really even realized it was two out of three falls until the first fall happened. Sure. And just like a lot of those early crowds, they don't know yeah. it's a two out of three falls match either until the yeah. end of the first fall where the announcer gets on the mic and says, that was only the first yeah, fall. By the way. But everybody's <laughs> celebrating every time after those first falls yeah. like they won the whole goddamn thing. Right. And it's so dumb. <laughs> and like, I just... Well, at least uh. it wasn't as bad as on the last main event okay. where they actually brought the belt into the ring. And yeah. I don't think uh, Howard Finkel even knew yeah. it was two out of three because he was like, oh, it's not over. Yeah, he's an yeah. autopilot. He works yeah. 200 plus days a year. So, you know? And I have a hard time, like, on these shows, I guess these older shows, I have a hard time hearing the announce. I don't know if they always announce that stuff Yeah, for the television audience anyway. Like, I can't, I don't always hear it. But The Dave Penzer mic strikes again. Right. <laughs> But it was a two out of three falls tag team title match, the Dream Team versus the British Bulldogs, yeah. and it was a very good match. Yes, good tag team wrestling, good injury psychology because yeah, Dynamite <laughs> Kids hurt again. This yeah. time it's his leg. Yeah, that guy's a walking hospital in 1986. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. And for one of the greatest scientific wrestlers of all time, yeah. and his representation on Saturday Night's Main Event is is kind of subpar. Yeah, it's it's a shame. I mean, it worked. In the match, well, yeah, like, it did. they took advantage of it, yeah, and not just taking advantage of him, but taking advantage of the situation and using it for both sides, really, in the match to yeah. to make the Bulldogs look that much more full of heart because they fought through that, yeah, and making the Dream Team look good because they capitalized on it. True, but I just feel like it's 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 disappointing because I will tell anybody till I'm blue in the face, like. Dynamite Kid's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, so if yeah. you find anything about him on the network, and I would just hate to think that they found this match, and they like, I don't get it. Night, yeah. It's the equivalent of, like, man, I was, okay, like, take over Dallas a couple of years ago. Yeah. I was selling Austin Aries, like, you yeah. know, he had the cure for cancer, <laughs> and then he shows up and he wrestles Baron Corbin, right. and he's, he does the best that he can at that match. Yeah. It's like, oh, man, what the, oh, no. Yeah. You know, it's like, it took a little while. Right. But, and then, and of course, everybody's like, I don't get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, I hope that's not the case. I hope this is not your first Dynamite Kid match. Yeah, that's a tough thing, because I know, like, me and you, and a lot of the people we talk to, are big fans and we see all this other stuff and so when we talk and we talk to people that haven't seen it I don't know that at least for me I don't necessarily think about they haven't seen this other stuff and I just yeah. talk from one point of view and not as from someone who who's never seen anything else yeah like you sometimes can never you have, assume yeah you, sometimes you have to talk to other people as if they've never seen any other wrestling in their life exactly so it's a good way to put it yeah not but it was still a, yeah. it was this was still a good match yeah. and I think if 
you would still be impressed with the Bulldogs, even though yeah. Dynamite Kid was injured. Yeah. Especially Davy Boy. Like, yeah. He, he carried a lot of it. It's it's the best of its time. Yeah. Yet it's not terribly timeless, but it's still entertaining yeah. to watch. The Dream Team was great in this match too. Dude, the way they cut yeah. off the ring, like, yeah, textbook stuff. So that's one of those things where uh, Valentine's already the consummate professional when they put that team together. Beefcake yeah. still needs some seasoning because he hasn't been tested yet. Right. But man, as they keep going, like even like post titles, they're really good and they're really crisp. Yeah. And that had to be the best thing ever for Beefcake is to be in that team for those couple of years that he was. Because right. that was just, you know, anybody that wants a career should be so lucky. Yeah. And I'm sure, you know, he looks back. On, I, would, I would hope that he looks back on it finally because that really made him. Yeah. So, watch that match. It's a yeah, good match. It's a good match. Uh, this next one, eh, yeah. I, I like the I like both parties involved. Yeah. But it it it, it uh, as the overused term, it is what it is. Yeah, it's, it's, it's these these shows are structured to where it's really hot, and then it kind of like at the, to start, and then it kind of flows into the the big what really is the main event, and then there's the wind down hour, and it's like the the last three to four segments of the show is kind of the wind down because yeah. I think people are tuning out by this point. Yeah, and Vince kind of got into this format. Pretty, it seems like it starts with this one, yeah. but all the main events that I remember from late '80s, early '90s, he would always save the last match for kind of a debut yeah. or a re-debut, and it was always kind of a squash. Yeah. So I'll see if it kind of keeps following that format right. as we go. But it is leaping Lanny Poffo versus Kamala, who was accompanied by both the Wizard and Kim Chi. Yeah, this kind of goes into the Poffo thing, like the Dynamite Kid thing I was just talking yeah. about. You should go find Lanny Poffo matches on the network on the right. old prime times from like 86 because he is super fun to watch and he was ahead of its time. I was telling yeah. Chris when we were watching that match, which isn't much of a match because it's it's a showcase for Kamala. Right. Slight spoiler, I guess. But I saw Lanny Poffo recently on a primetime wrestling episode from 1986 doing a 450 splash and when have you ever heard about that happening in 1986? Right. And I'm like, Wow. But he didn't do that here. He didn't do it here. But I'm telling you, go find some Lanny Poffo matches. Yeah. The guy was a trailblazer. He was ahead of his time. I don't know if they could justify putting him in the Hall of Fame, but at least mm, he, that's you know, a tough one. but you know, he gets the glory of being in an awesome, yeah. amazing athletic family. Yeah, and uh, a true gem in the in the network vault. So go look him up. That's yeah. all I'm going to say about it. Yeah, but maybe maybe skip this one. Because, <laughs> yeah, maybe skip this one because <laughs> I mean it's it's fun. Because yeah. I mean Kamala's fun. But yeah. this was not a Lanny Poffo match. This was a Kamala match. No, Lanny got a check that night, and he yeah, was, he. Yeah. I think he did one backflip, and that's that's all that he. That's all that he a lived up to ups. his name with. Yeah, he yeah. did a kip up. Which, yeah, and that's that's <laughs> it was cat it. mouse. Mostly, it was just try, him trying to punch Kamala, and didn't. You can imagine how well that went. Yeah, I still like. I'm I'm watching it from the eyes of the seeds where they finally turn Kamala babyface in the nineties. Yeah. And I could see it all the way back from there. Oh, yeah. Because even I noticed in that little segment, we didn't talk about it because it was kind of a weird segment because the wizard there putting over Kamala and Kim Chi's there not saying anything, but he's the handler. Yeah. And when that's all said and done, Mean Gene just kind of goes, it's good to have you back, Kamala. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, there's a sympathy immediately right there kind of yeah and i kind of picked up on that and maybe that's just me but no i mean that's what i got from it because I'm, I'm not aware of what 
allegiance the people have at this time watching these shows shows again i mean i will when we start watching more of these in order yeah but like i don't know if kamal's a good guy or a bad guy at this point when i'm watching this and so when i got from that segment was like the wizard yeah he's a bad guy yeah but kamala is a guy that's being used by a bad guy which yes. doesn't make him a bad guy necessarily yeah yeah so he's one of the more interesting characters as kind of on the nose as he's intended to be but there's yeah. a little bit of depth there and I dig that yeah and it, it, I think it's because of who he is in real life too. Yeah. I think he used that and channeled it into his character and sure. that's why it's one of those it's a generic phrase but I don't think anybody else could have played that character but him yeah so anyway yeah I enjoyed this main event better than the last one. Let's start doing that. Did you enjoy? <laughs> did you enjoy it better than the last one? I sure did. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. So and the the, I thought the, the tag match, which was our favorite match on the previous show, was better, and I think, the Hogan match was kind of on par. It was kind of around the same thing. Yeah, so about, see, yeah. was the Hogan match better? Because there's always going to be a Hogan match. Yeah. And the rest of the other segments, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Roberts Steamboat thing was better. Yeah. So I think there was a bit of an upgrade on this one. So I'm, yeah, I'm happy I, with it. I liked the continuity of this show. I think Piper was like the glue that kind of tied it, well, stuck everything together. Yeah, yeah. Because he was on the, he was, he kept popping up throughout the show, not just in segments where you expected him, but in other people's segments as well. Yeah. And they kept going back to him. So I think, yeah. and so I like, I like it when shows do that, where there's like a story that flows through the whole thing yeah. that, not, that doesn't dominate, but connects. Yeah. Decently did. written television. All yeah. right, let's rank them. Alright, so five matches on this show, and starting from the bottom, it is the Iron Sheik versus the injured Rowdy Rowdy Piper. Not a long match, that's the only warning you get. <laughs> uh, coming in at number four, even though we said we did enjoy it, sort of, it was the Leaping Lenny Pothel versus Kamala match. Yes. Coming in at number three is the, yeah, it's alright, Hogan match versus Paul Orndorff. Coming in at number two is the strangely named Snake Pit match, since there was no Snake Pit. Jake Roberts versus Ricky Steamboat. Yes, and, and we, the, I feel like they're gonna they're biased towards tag team wrestling, but damn it, it was the best. match. It was of the, the best night. match. Well, they've been marketed as like the biggest matches really on these shows. The way it's I think so. The yeah. way it's the way the show is structured. So yes, of course, number one is the two out of three falls tag team title match, the Dream Team versus the British Bulldogs. And how can you not? Like out of all these other matches, are you gonna pick the snake pick match? Probably not. Are you gonna pick the world title match? It's Hogan. Probably not. Yeah. But it's two out of three falls tag team title. Yeah, and it's like, a better and it's a good complete full match. And it's better than the one they had on the previous main event. Yeah. And on on paper, I'd be leaning towards. Oh, I might want to see that Steamboat and Roberts match, but yeah. I definitely want to watch. Yeah. The Bulldogs versus the Dream Team. Yeah, I'm just saying you wouldn't pick it because of the the what the match yeah, is. Yeah, you know, the stipulation Because of the it. guys, yeah. yeah. Like, if I was just looking at this card, I'd probably pick Roberts and Steamboat before I would pick the tag match. Yeah. Alright, cool. Well, we'll get out of here. Chris, take it away with the plugs. Alright, you can go to cnjradio.com for the Wrestling House Show and our podcasts and all of our recaps of current wrestling and retro wrestling and everything in between. You can contact us on Facebook. Let us know what you think of these shows. Let us know what you think about our thoughts on current stuff, whatever. Just let us know. Just let us know you're listening. And also on cnjradio.com is Rock Strikes 10. Starring me, Joey. <laughs> Starring Joey. Always <laughs> guaranteed to give you 10 songs, no more, no less. Also on cnjradio.com is The Synaptic, hosted by Randy, a true alternative 
to what? What's the full phrase? I, I'm, he's I'm just a, a true alternative. Oh, just a true alternative. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because people say the people say alternative music, but he's a true yeah. alternative. It's he like is, old school alternative. Yeah. He is a true alternative. Yeah. And also on CNJ, he's a wrestling fan too. He is a wrestling fan. Yeah. And also on CNJRadio.com is the last theater on the left with horror and cult movies and stuff and reviews and talking about things in that genre of cinema. Yes. And all things in between. And all things in between. So, yes. Thanks again for tuning in to our retro review here of Saturday Night's Main Event from the fall of 86. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Guy walked in the bar in Baltimore. He walked in the bar and the bartender leaned over. He was wiping glass. He looked at his wine. He said, "Hey, buddy, you can't come in here with no animals because I got a dog in here. Eat anything, come in here up. A big, strong boxer. You know, going out with your animal before you get him tore up." Why no say, don't worry about me, pal, and don't worry about my animal because you look out for yourself. <laughs> And just then the bartender's dog, the bartender's dog broke bad. He jumped from behind the counter and charged this wino's animal. This wino's animal opened his mouth and bit this boxer's head off at the neck. <laughs> the bartender looked over the bar and said, Man, what kind of animal you got there? And wino said, I don't know, but before I cut his tail off and paint him yellow, he was an alligator. <laughs>